0: brand builders and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires if I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us you know that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime but perhaps somewhere along the line it got covered up I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you it's in you it's In all of us. Let's dive in. Hey, visionaries, welcome back to the show. I wasn't sure if I would be recording this episode for you because I thought we would have perhaps a little baby here and that I would officially be on mat leave, which if you follow me on Instagram, I've been dissecting that topic of maternity leave because a leave kind of ensues that you're absent from your business. But I feel like since I told myself around December 1st that, okay, I'm officially on mat leave, I have found myself just dabbling in work and feeling creative and feeling inspired to um, continue to join in on some projects that I had started or things that are ongoing in my business. So instead of being absent, I find there's this beautiful blend in this maternity experience that I've created for myself. And I don't think I could have planned for this. I don't think I ever wanted to really just shut it all off and delete email off my phone and disappear completely off of social and you know, lose touch with what I love to do, which is to wake up, feel inspired, and create for all of you, and to support my community and my clients with their business growth and their marketing strategies. And I've had this awesome time over the past few weeks of dancing between work and life, and preparing for baby and preparing for spring when I come back to work. So, it's honestly been so wonderful. And I think it's assumed that when your baby is late, there is this undertone of, oh, I just want to get this baby out. And oh my God, it's so annoying. When am I going to go into labor? But I think in my experience, it's actually the opposite. It's like, I know my time right now is finite as a non-mother. Like I haven't brought this baby into the world yet. So it's really cool to see your life in this small little container saying, I'm just going to enjoy every day because very, very soon, like time is going to pass, but very, very soon life is going to change. And I'm excited for that. Don't get me wrong. I cannot freaking wait to meet our baby, but I also know that these moments are fleeting. And so to wish them away is so silly. And, you know, it's the holiday season too. So there are many unknowns of, will we be at Christmas parties? Do I do a big shop? Should I, you know, even prepare all the cookies and the typical German dinner that we do? And honestly, I've just surrendered to it all. Like, I will wake up each day, and if I am here and not in labor, I'm just going to savor the day, embrace the shit out of it, and just love this time. So that's a little bit of an update on what's going on behind the scenes, and I had actually put out a call on my Instagram yesterday to ask me anything about pregnancy, birth plan, postpartum, maternity leave... Uh, fertility, whatever, anything related to this whole Wacky Wild journey, and we got a bunch of questions submitted, so I thought I would take a chance this morning, uh, because baby's not here yet, (laughs) to actually record this episode, and you know what, much as it is for all of you, also selfishly, it's a little bit for me, so I can commemorate this time and remember my state of mind, and Um, maybe one day re-listen to this whole journey of becoming a mom for the first time. And so it is really special to document it. And yeah, I'm excited to dive in. So let's get into some of the questions. So question number one is from Christine. Hi, Christine. And she says, how did you plan or prepare for maternity leave as an entrepreneur? And the question, or the answer rather, to this question is a little bit murky because I, when I found out I was pregnant for the first time, I was like, okay, I'm going to go into full-blown preparing and planning and batch creating and have this master behind the scenes plan of how I'm going to disappear for three or four months, And I did kind of start jotting down all the ways I would get ahead on work, all the passive revenue streams I would have turned on. And then when we lost the baby, I kind of just went back into regular work mode. And then with the second pregnancy, I didn't feel that same urge to over-prepare. And I also had this epiphany that I don't know that I want to appear like I'm still working in my business when in actuality, I want to take time off. I want to disconnect. This is the first time in my business in eight years that I feel like I have this option and this beautiful ability to just step back and not pump out weekly content and not be hustling for clients and that is part of my nature is to always be looking for opportunity and to always be creating like here I am on maternity leave, I'm still creating, but I wanted to drop the pressure. And that also meant the pressure around pre-recording, pre-writing, pre-launching. And so my preparation for maternity leave has actually looked a little different. I did not batch create and pre-schedule like I thought I would. And instead, what I've been doing is actually setting two people up for success. So number one is my assistant and my program manager, Alex. I decided that we're going to work on other projects. So instead of her doing her usual weekly tasks, instead I thought, what are some bigger, more fun projects that she could work on while I'm away? Things like optimizing SEO, things like doing spotlights on my past clients, um, things that oftentimes I don't feel are imminent in the business, but they've always been ideas that have circulated. So anyway, she's going to be spending time working on some of these bigger projects that I've been wanting to tackle but haven't had time. And then I'm also setting myself up to have free space clear thinking time to hopefully pull myself far away enough from the business that I could actually see it from a 10,000 foot view and like look down on what I've been doing over the past seven or eight years. And instead of just going status quo while I'm on mat leave, literally stopping and pausing and gifting myself three months or, you know, might be like two, might be it's a bit of a blend. You know, when you run a business, there's always something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm excited to hopefully look at the business structure and the operations and what I'm doing and how I'm making money and and honestly, just shake it up and see is this working and is this what we're going to move forward with? So my preparation for maternity leave has been a little different than I thought. Um, But, you know, one of the things that makes me feel more secure is that all of my clients that I've enrolled over the last 12 months, they actually pay on a 12-month payment plan. So you can think of this kind of like a subscription software where you're auto-charged once a month. So Maybe instead of paying me 6000 all at once, they pay me 5000 in installments every single month, and it's just an auto charge on their credit card, right? So some people would choose to pay all of it up front for the service that I provide. Other people pay on the auto pay plan, and I don't penalize them for that. So that means that while I'm away, I actually am making a lot of the money that I technically would have earned over the last 12 months, right? So clients who signed on in September, they're going to be paying off their payment plan for December, January, February, March. So there is some beauty to that. Obviously, it's delayed gratification, right? Cuz when you go through a launch and you're like, "Woohoo, I made $10,000 or $20,000." It's all going to come in installments over the next 12 months. So anyways, that is my answer to how I prepared for maternity leave. All right, let's get into the next question. Did you experience any unusual or funny pregnancy symptoms? Um, Unusual or funny. I mean, the most unusual, I would say, is, and this might be totally random, but is bleeding gums. Like my gums, anytime I floss, they always bleed. And I read into that and I think it's hormonal. So that would be the most unusual symptom, I would say. Um, Another fun positive symptom or I guess non-symptom is that I feel like my skin has cleared up and instead of a lot of people experience water retention and inflammation. I feel like my body has actually enjoyed being pregnant and maybe it's the dietary changes that I made with it, but I feel like I have been able to reduce my inflammation. Um, an unusual symptom for me is that I have wavered with my desire to have coffee, which is crazy because, prior to being pregnant, I would probably brew and drink three regular coffees per day. I know that's a lot. Uh, While we were trying to conceive, I did reduce that back just because it's recommended you don't (laughs) overdo it on coffee. Um, But throughout the pregnancy, like, I would say almost immediately my love for coffee started to dwindle a bit. So I was almost forcing down that first and second cup and then went to one cup of coffee a day. And then somewhere in my third trimester... I started looking at coffee with like disdain. And when I say coffee, I mean like brewed coffee, espresso, Americanos. I can drink a latte because that's mostly milk. (laughs) Um, So that doesn't bother me because that just tastes like a dessert drink in my opinion. But the coffee that I would normally drink, which is black, which is bitter, which is like beautiful fresh beans from our local roaster. Yeah, haven't been able to handle that. So Anyways, hopefully my love of coffee comes back, but right now I'm sipping on a chai tea with a little bit of almond milk creamer in it. All right, next question. What worries you most about motherhood? And this comes from Jade. So I would say I haven't actually like thought out my answers to this, and I'm not a naturally anxious person or somebody who lives too far in the future in fear and, um, you know, it was constantly like fear casting what could happen. But I would say there are definitely some challenges that I've anticipated. So I guess a few of the things would be number one, the freedom, because I'm 34 now I have lived a very free life. Like I do what I want, when I want, how I want. (laughs) It's like a very, funny thing to say but it's true when you don't have kids and when you have a partner who's equally as freedom motivated and just loves to bop around and do what we like and spend money where we want and travel um, that's kind of the lifestyle that I've been accustomed to I guess so freedom of my time and how I spend it is maybe one of the challenges that I anticipate Hey Visionary, do you remember why you got into business? Why you said yes to entrepreneurship in the first place? For so many of us, it's because of that freedom that it can bring and the joy of helping our clients and our customers transform their lives. But then we get bogged down with things like too much responsibility, decision paralysis, feeling so alone and like we're doing this by ourselves. And what's worse is that we can see everything we desire and we just don't know how to get to that next level. So. What if there was a space where you could actually come on a weekly basis to enrich your business, to hang around other impact-driven and health and lifestyle anchored entrepreneurs and people who have shared values and really big visions like you do? My co-host Emily Elliott and I run an exclusive mastermind for high-performing female entrepreneurs. We are almost full, but... We are accepting a few new members, so you can head over to KelseyRiedel.com slash mastermind if you've been looking for a community and a group of women just like you. This is a space that focuses on individual and shared success. We celebrate each other. We hold space for each other. We coach each other. And Emily and I lead you through trainings and we bring forward guest experts on the topic of luck, on money mindset, on things you can do to improve your sales conversions, and so much more. Our group meets at the same time each week, every single Wednesday. And each month, we set our focus around key areas so that. You can become the most resilient, motivated, and healthy entrepreneur possible. So, we have strategy time, implementation time, but we also talk about relationships mental agility, adventurous marketing, boosting conversions, etc. Again, this is an exclusive space for high-performing female entrepreneurs. So head over to kelseyriddle.com slash mastermind to apply. You can see pricing, what it looks like to join, who's in the room with us. And we definitely only have a few spots. So if you wanna slide in, we would love to see your application come through. Um, the other thing, I'd say it would be maybe freedom of my body. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but obviously breastfeeding um, could be a bit of a intense journey of not feeling like your body's your own. I wonder, will I still feel as free and athletic in my body because I usually am training hard for something. I love to derive a lot of meaning out of life through like physical exertion and just being out in nature. And and I hope I feel good postpartum. And something else I've kind of worried about is that um, my husband does work long hours out of the house. So after he takes his time off, and um, that kind of comes to a close, I do worry about Not necessarily loneliness, but just feeling like he's away from the family too often. So, yeah, very candid chat around a few worries that I have. Um, Let's get into the next question. Did you maintain exercise while you were pregnant? Yeah, so I pretty much maintained all of my hobbies right up until, like, third trimester and maybe even right up until about, I'll say like 30 weeks pregnant, which is pretty incredible. I felt awesome. I was mountain biking. I was road cycling. I was hiking. I was doing strength training work um, workouts on the Peloton app. I was doing yoga in the summer. I was really just doing all the things that I love the most, which is so cool. And I know that might not be the case for everyone, but I did maintain a lot of exercise. I dialed everything down, but I was active almost every day of this pregnancy. I do remember right around early October, I went on a bike ride and I was just kind of cruising and I realized like this is getting uncomfortable and I think this is the end. The beauty of that is that it kind of timed well with the change of seasons and the colder weather. So Um, to kind of put my hobby aside and say, you know what, we'll resume next year. It felt like the right time for that. Uh, But yes, I have maintained exercise. Okay. Nicole asks, what are you most excited about? And what are you most curious about? Okay. Excited about, this is pretty topical, but I am excited to experience labor. I'm very, very, interested in this experience i've been watching so many youtube labor vlogs i just i love it i love seeing the realness of it and um, i'm not scared to watch them i think it's so beautiful and has really opened my eyes to what this experience is going to be so i'm excited of course a little bit nervous a little bit scared there's so many unknowns when you've never gone through it before Um, I'm also excited to just get to know this tiny human, like that feeling where you're like, I don't know who's in my belly. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I don't know what they're going to look like. I can't wait to watch them experience this world and to know that like my body created (laughs) this human. Like it's so wild. So that excites me and I would say in the second part of that question, what I'm curious about, I'm curious how the whole postpartum phase will go. I know that it could go any which way. And sometimes that's out of our control because of our hormones and chemical imbalances. And um, I hope that I've set myself up and that I'll feel good. But yeah, I'm very curious to see how I'm going to feel in those first few months postpartum. You hear all sorts of different stories like, oh, at the three-month mark, it gets easy. Oh, but then at the four-month mark, your baby's going to go through a huge sleep regression. And it's so crazy, the dichotomy of information you hear and just the sheer volume of stories. And they're all different. And every mama is so passionate about their story. It's like, this is going to happen at 12 weeks, and then this is going to happen, and wait for this. But then another mom will say, oh, no, that didn't happen to me. So... That's kind of fascinating. <laughs> um, and I guess another thing that I'm curious about is whether my drive and ambition is going to remain, which is kind of, yeah, an interesting thought for me because I've always been very driven, very motivated, and I imagine that only intensifies when you become a mom but, I also then wonder, would it go the other way? And will I just surrender to this season and really lean into less and slower pace and leaning into more of that feminine energy? So very excited to see how that all goes. I'm just going to take a sip of my tea. Okay. How did you Wait, what is this question? <laughs> this is funny. How has your fashion sense adapted to accommodate your changing body? <laughs> um, you know what? I I don't really know how to answer that. Like there are some days when I feel like I can still kind of rock my old clothes and then I just have a belly under it. Um and there are other days I'm just wearing something because it's the only thing that fits. So I did get some maternity clothes handed down, that was helpful. Um but honestly for the most part I just kept wearing my normal clothes. My go-to look is maternity tights and god bless maternity tights honestly because I had not bought any and a friend dropped some off to me in my third trimester just when my regular tights were not fitting anymore. And as soon as I started wearing these things, I was like, oh, this is what I'm meant to be wearing on my body in this season of life. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, I'll wear maternity tights. I'll wear um, like either a little kind of cropped tank top that covers um, right down to the top of the tights or yeah, some version of like a t-shirt or a tank top. And then I'll wear an oversized button down So maybe it's like a jean button-down or a nice kind of, um, I don't know, like flowy material or I don't know what that material is that you wear at the beach, but like canvas or yeah, anyways, and then maybe wear some jewelry. So we're keeping it simple, oversized button-ups, button-downs, that's the vibe. Okay. Um, what were the reactions of your parents and your sister when they found out about your pregnancy news? Oh, that's so cute. So, I okay. When I first got pregnant, I it was the end of December and I knew I would want to tell my dad and my sister right away. And at that time, our family was going through a, some challenging times and I felt like the family needed good news. And so I actually told everyone on my dad's birthday on January 6th. And it was so exciting. We kind of like, my dad was talking about installing Wi-Fi at the cottage and having Wi-Fi reach down to the dock. And I said something along the lines, well, that's good because then I'll be able to monitor or watch the baby monitor while I'm tanning. And they kind of looked at me like, what? So that was really exciting. It was nice to tell my dad and my sister in such a special way. And then we had a loss. And then I found out I was pregnant again around Easter weekend. And a few days later, it was actually my mom's birthday. So first time I told them we were pregnant was my dad's birthday. Um, And then April 11th is my mom's birthday. My mom passed away two and a half years ago and so we were going out for dinner like we did for my dad's birthday and I was with my dad and my sister and we sat down and yeah got chatting again and then I said well exciting news like I'm pregnant again so it was kind of cool that my dad's birthday I got to share the news that my mom's birthday I got to share the news so it was just very simple very heartwarming Um, and then for everybody else I would say like We just told people as we saw them in real life. So I didn't text anyone. I didn't uh, tell anyone over the internet. I kept it a secret that I was pregnant from my whole online community, from this community, um, until I was about seven, seven and a half months. So that was totally, I guess I was seven months pregnant at the time. That was wild because nobody knew. So I was doing coaching calls, like, All my clients who worked with me for months and months and months, they were shocked when I told them and when I stood up on the Zoom screen and was like, yeah, so I've been growing a really big belly this whole time. (laughs) Um, Why did I do that? I don't know. I just really wanted to protect my business, protect um, this beautiful chapter of life that Dave and I were going through. And I'm not somebody, like, I love sharing on social media, but not the deep, deeper stuff as I'm going through it. Um, I like to process, and then I'll I'll tell people when I'm ready. But, of course, if you're my friend or my family or if I'm seeing you in real life, you're going to know everything right away. So, yeah, so that was kind of cool. Uh, Next question, did you have a baby shower? Yeah, so I had a couple baby showers, which was really cool. The vibe was casual, like I really never wanted anything formal, I wanted to keep it simple. Um, The shower that my sister threw for me uh, was just like co-ed, come in, have some beer or wine, have some pizza, um, and bring a book. So really casual. Um, Also had my girlfriends throw me one. So yes, in total, I actually had four showers. I also had a surprise shower my cycling friends threw for me, which was really fun. And my mother-in-law threw me a shower. So felt like I was spoiled over the last few months. And people love to celebrate, but felt very grateful. And yeah, just overwhelmed with joy uh, for how much people care uh, when you're bringing a new little human into this world. Um, And last question here, any signs of labor yet? So today I'm, I guess I'm four days overdue, (laughs) but I I love that people say like, it's not a due date. It's a due month. Like you could go anytime in two weeks before, two weeks after, like, you know, a due date is seemingly quite archaic, Um, but signs of labor, not much. And the more I've talked to everybody who's had kids, I'm like, were there any early signs? And beyond like the obvious ones of your water breaking or your mucus plug leaving or contractions, I think it's all speculation, right? People are like, oh, well, I did this and then I started feeling this. But truth is, I have not felt any obvious signs of labor, um, nothing. Like I've still been able to carry on life as usual. So I guess we shall find out all right well i hope this was a fun epi for you guys to listen to and very grateful for you tuning in to the visionary mama series if that's your cup of tea if you want email updates you can go to slash mama m-a-m-a um, or you can join my instagram broadcast channel which you just go to my instagram at and And you can join the broadcast channel where i share unique information and just questions and i ask you guys stuff about motherhood it's really fun so come join us over there um i don't know when the next episode will be because like i said i'm leaning into this maternity experience creating as i desire and hopefully we'll share my birth story at some point um but yeah just grateful for all of you It is the end of the year, so I mean, if you are wrapping things up in business, if you are goal setting and visioning for the new year, I am right there with you. This is such a fun time to just reflect and to assess what worked well, what gave you energy, what projects do you want to close off, what projects do you want to open, and there's just some incredible resources that are available for free to do some goal setting and some yearly planning. And if you do want anything um, or a guided process for planning for your best year yet in business you can dm me on instagram the word plan and i will send you a link to our visionary annual planning recording that you can access for just 17 dollars so That's it for today, you guys. I hope you have a magical, wonderful, incredible holiday season. And hopefully next time I talk to you, I will have a little visionary babe in my arms. So we will talk soon and happy end of year. I had to interrupt this episode to let you know that over on the Visionary Life blog, we have created so many free resources for you to help you live your best life, to stay motivated as an entrepreneur, and to dial in your marketing strategy. Right now, if you head over to kelseyriddle.com slash blog, you can access free content like marketing strategies for you to test in the next 12 months that don't cost a penny and that actually work. We have a blog on how to track important SEO metrics and to monitor your traffic to see if you're ranking on Google. We have something called the 10 essential elements of writing a blog post, you don't wanna miss that one. We talk about five easy ways to grow your coaching business, 10 marketing strategies to attract more clients, and exceptional women-owned small businesses that you don't want to miss out on. So there's so much content. Head over to kelseyriddle.com blog. Pick one to start with and let me know which one resonates with you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show on either iTunes or Spotify. It just takes a second. And if you don't want to rate the show, you could also just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your social media platform of choice, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode.